Listen up. Listen up. Got some exciting info for you. All you pagans and wiccans and witches and wizards. And hopeful new little ones in the world. Um, I have here in my hand. <clears throat> it's called Persecution. Ancient and Modern. It's a lesson in Wicca. And so it starts off saying persecution of religious minorities is quite simply that. It is persecution of a body of people, those who represent society against a smaller one, generally comprised of those who have either rejected or for one reason or another fallen to the wayside of the social quote-unquote norm, if you will. This article deals primarily with the persecution of witches, which every religion has been subjected to persecution at some time or another. <clears throat> Actually, when this was printed, the Catholics hadn't been persecuted yet for raping all the kids, millions of children, uh, boys and girls. Uh, let us take a look at the medieval picture of the witch, society scapegoat par excellente. Here we see her, for it is most often her, an old, ugly woman, most likely poor, indigent, and most likely on the fringes of society from which she lives. This is the stereotype of the witch. We know it's false, we know it has no basis in fact, However, it became an integral part of the mindset of medieval Europe and through fairy tales, drama and literature, and more recently, movies, the media, and television. It has remained an integral part or image in society. One has only to look to Ronald Dahl's witches or... Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz for proof of this. It may come as a surprise to learn that the Wizard of Oz was in fact a deliberate propaganda exercise. That's what they say. This, this is just their conjecture. Um, I stopped reading it to add my input there. Okay. Um, uh, some may become as uh, some may become surprised surprised to learn um this propaganda film was released just at the beginning of World War II. If you remember, the magic words are, there's no place like home. Alright, you know what? That's cool, that's cool. That's what, that's what Doss thinks. That's what they think. When, uh, when looking at medieval persecution of heresy, the waters are muddled by many different causes and effects which permeate the whole, num the whole matter. There was no single cause, yes there was, and no single victim, yes there were. It is in fact that far more women than men were persecuted. I think when I get tired and late at night I can't say any letters with a P. <laughs> there are a number of reasons for this. 
not least the not least that throughout this period Europe was engaged in one war after another most notably the Crusades and men were in rather short supply they were well that's because all the Catholics were raping all the kids and killing them that that there were also several epidemics of the plague not to mention other diseases such as dysentery and cholera and also typhoid which in the Middle Ages were the sure killers. There are many causes and many effects to the period which is commonly referred to as the burning times or the great witch hunt. It is often assumed by many people today that Christianity has been dominant Western religion for 2,000 years. This is not true. The death of Christ was probably around the year A.D. 30, may have heralded the new religion, but there was certainly not an immediate conversion of the whole world to Christianity at once. Parts of Scandinavia remained wholly pagan, bless their souls, until, the late, until as late as the 12th century. The British Isles and mainland Europe were converted to Christianity over a lengthy period covering mainly the 4th to the 9th centuries. Some parts have never truly been converted, and with the opening of the Eastern Bloc countries, we are now rediscovering a wealth of beautiful, wonderful pagan tradition and folklore that has been hidden for hundreds of years. Initially, from the invading Christ Christian ministry, <laughs> missionaries, and then later, the various communist regimes. At the beginning of the 13th century, the Dominican Order of Friars was established, of course, and its members were instructed by all the gay guys who raped children by the Pope to investigate and prosecute heresy. From this simple beginning grew the awesome machinery of the Inquisition, which all, although never aimed particularly at witches, yes it did, became a byword for terror in parts of Europe and homes. The motives for the heresy persecutions were not to stamp out paganism, yes it was, although that was certainly a byproduct, but it had to remove the threat of any competition. That do, um, it's called um, money competition to the power of the Christ and thus to the Pope in Rome and the greatest threat came from other Christian sects that is spelled S-E-C-T-S -S -E Christian sects not the pagans the change from an accusatory to an inquisitorial progress became established and the legal machinery which allowed indeed encouraged individual psychopaths and religious maniacs to persecute at will was in place it was standing have you have you got a neighbor who annoys you plays loud music or keeps their smelly refuse next to your garden fence now your recourse is the local police. In the Middle Ages, you simply denounced the offender 
as a witch or heretic and let the church deal with them for you. Not only did it cost you nothing, but if you were lucky, you might inherit their property. A lot of people did that back then um, in medieval times so they could um, get wealthier. <clears throat> so that's why a lot of uh, people were called witches, so they could gain something from them. And if they were on the fringes of society, the women were tortured and raped by the dudes from the church. No, those were the... <laughs> those were the um, the dudes off the Mayflower. Okay. Without exception, these accusations are both those with an unhealthy mania against anyone whose theology or practices differ from their own. In the words of one modern evangelist, evangelist, he said, "If you're not fighting and winning, you're losing. You're losing." I just love how Christians always talk about fighting and they're supposed to be all about love. Conrad of Marburg, described by Norman Kahn as a blind fanatic, quote unquote, was a severe and formidable persecutor. As confessor the as confessor to the young twenty one year old Countess of Oh these people in Germany, Thuringia, Germany he would trick her into some trivial and unwanting disobedience and then have her and her mates flogged. So See what I just say? So severely that some... Um, that uh, some of the scars were visible weeks later. That sucks. Conrad became Germany's first official inquisitor. Oh, yeah, I remember that Conrad guy. Uh and his zeal in denouncing heretics and evil witches. He was unsurpassed and unmatched. He was a formidable enemy in terms of uh, death. Another Conrad, a lay Dominican friar, and his sidekick, Johannes, were also vigorous in denouncing heretics and witches. As they moved from village to village, they claimed to be able to identify a heretic by his or her, just based on their appearance on nothing but their own intuition. I see, that's that's a witch. Witches go by intuition, but these people are Christian, right? And witches are evil. But they get paid to be evil. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> they were responsible for bringing many people and said that we would gladly burn a hundred of, of them to, even if just one of them were guilty. Their commitment brought apparent their Oops, their comment about um, their appearance appearance is an important one. As we saw earlier, their stereotypical type thinker that the witch hasn't changed much in hundreds of years. You know what? We haven't changed much. It's the stereotype thinker that hasn't changed. You know? So I guess um, I can actually see a roadblock there. We Both sides haven't changed and come to agreement to agree with one another. But persecution 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 does not restrict itself to witches and bitches. The similarities between this stereotype and that of the Jew are obvious. That was weird. <clears throat> Jews have been persecuted throughout their history. But is, it is interesting to compare some aspects of their persecution with that of witches. In the 12th century, century, the word synagogue 
was used for the first time to describe the meeting place of heretics. Professor Russell says that this usage, obviously designed to spite the Jews, was common throughout the Middle Ages, being replaced only towards the end of the 15th century by the Wiccan term Sabbat. The Encyclopedia Britannica says on the subject of Jewish prosecution that to reinforce racial and religious prejudice, the preposterous ritual murder accusation became common from the 12th century. The 3rd and 4th Lateran councils had already prohibited Gentiles from entering Jewish, Jewish service or being employed by Jews and further ordered that Jews should wear a distinctive badge, which was that yellow star, and live only in Jewish settled segments and or sectors and areas. This, of course, was the beginning of the ghetto. The ritual murder uh, (coughs) accusation is now being used against the witches. Of course. Page 3. We are discussing persecution in this article and how can persecution and how persecution is manifested that's that means made throughout history the written word has been invaluable as a means of spreading propaganda in even in the middle ages the crimes of the heretic were publicized by records of trials where the confession where the confessions were made known to the general public. The infamous Malus Malicarum became highly influential in Europe, mainly because its publication coincided with the introduction of mass printing. Remember that? That's when uh, wizards and witches started to go underground in medieval Europe. A pamphlet describing the crimes of a convicted heretic would be pinned to a post in the town square or court. <clears throat> and those who could not read it had it read to them out loud. <clears throat> in the 20th century, Europe, Europe, Europe uh, this technique is still used with a very great success. Uh, to persecute other races, religions, and beliefs. For the persecutor only needs to make one sparingly glance to nod they're telling the truth. And the lies which are published were more frequently broadcast as far more scandalous than the reality. A further interesting point is that many of the accusations were made by children. <clears throat> no, that was initially when the first witch great witch hunt um, commenced, actually. There were just some brats. But, you know, I was thinking back then, they had no child protection laws. That, I bet those little kids were getting raped by, like, the dad or something, you know, because the people, there, there's, like, you could be as weird as you wanted back then and never get caught. <clears throat> I believe that those little girls, um, you know, somehow for, we're calling out just so they wouldn't be, you know, hurt anymore. That's my conjecture only. 
Um, okay, so... Commentators of this aspect of persecution have suggested that children wish to be either <clears throat> the center of attention, I do have a sibling like that, or to direct punishment for their own misdeeds. I don't, I don't you can't be doing that all the time. You can't be bad all the time and try to redirect that. That goes along with the same first statement at the beginning of that paragraph. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's your same ill will. <clears throat> Got it. Okay, you know what? I'm going to change my name to Salem, Massachusetts. 1692. Oak Harbor. Washington. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, there's the Whidbey aspect over there. <laughs> you know, okay. I'll keep my mouth shut. Um, <clears throat> best. Massachusetts. 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 Is probably best known for all the cases of these types of witch hunts. Okay, I'm gonna skip all past that. I just kinda like wanna let you know that um, the religious persecution of uh, human beings. It's not even a freaking, you know, witch or bitch. It's a plain, straight, you know, human being. That's all, that's all we're talking about. And so, <clears throat> I'm kind of wondering, <clears throat> why are we still having this in society? I mean, just yesterday, I live in Southern California, right? Just yesterday, somebody did a, a mass shooting in on the coast, of, the east coast of the United States, New York. And um, the, the guy goes in there and just starts killing, you know, people that weren't his skin color, okay? So, I mean, this is why we have laws that protect us people, and this is why that it is so valuable and pertinent and important to protect yourself um, and to respect these laws, no matter how bad you hate them, because, just hear me out, because that law someday will come to protect that one stupid little hair on your nose that somebody doesn't like and they want to shoot you in the face you know what I'm saying these laws do protect um, but they they won't and they can't protect if society keeps giving up on our little kids you know if uh, we keep keep kept sound like it was finished uh, if uh, we keep ignoring the fact that you know we need to take more time with our children that are suffering mentally, emotionally, and sometimes physically, because that is what is going to make the strength and bonds and foundation, the foundations and foundation of all of society. That strength. If you can raise a strong child and you can deny yourself uh, cussing that kid out beating that kid, raping that kid, touching that kid in a wrong way, uh, putting that kid down, ignoring that kid, anything that you can deny is actually going to be your fulfillment, your fulfillment in your future and your future reward. 
see, if you hold out now these, you know, atrocities, then you kind of like coming out, you kind of like come out looking like, smelling like a king or queen. And if you're having these, you know, mentally and emotional um, breakdowns of, um, you know, morals, then uh, I feel sad for, for you. I feel bad for you because I deal with that, I, you know, on a daily basis. I have it, you know, somebody's totally close to me that has mental afflictions so bad that you, you get mad at the world. You just get so mad at everything. You know, when you see somebody you love so much that is so freaked, f fucked up, it makes you so mad that, you know, you know what happened to that person that you love so much, whether it's your best friend or your mom or your twin. You know, somebody close to you like that or your sister or cousin. You know exactly where and what went wrong. I don't know anybody who doesn't. If you don't, then here's a really super good warning flag to put inside of our um, our genre keepers and our, our space box of time. Note to self. <clears throat> Pay attention when it looks like there is abuse happening to somebody I love so much. Don't be so pompous and arrogant and foolish you know, narcissistic and rude and just think that this is my life, I'm not going to pay attention to it I don't have time for that shit you know what, I'm not saying that it's our fault that our family members have these men hardcore mental afflictions, afflictions but what I am saying is that it's really nice if we just wake up and admit to ourselves that um, I'm not going to let another person fly by night by me like that again into the darkness that's where we can start building chains of strength in America and in the whole world the whole globe our whole atmosphere our our stemosphere that's what I call from our brain when it's connected to our our spine at the base of the stem I call it our stemosphere and for good reason because it's it's every feeling that I can feel here now and everywhere I go stemosphere you know <clears throat> it's it's maddening to see that people have mental afflictions and then you see them trying to grow up you know why they're fucked up when they're already old they want to give up and you just like okay for I'm just I'm talking like for me you know I like I said I have like a really super close family member that has a lot of you know a lot I think that every single human does have some sort of affliction just to be honest because we're in skin time we're not perfect we are here in you know skin cell time and I think that it's really super good for us, for all of us to admit that, yeah, I've got some kind of a fucked up notion or, <laughs> or issue. Because, um, 
if you don't, then I want to meet you. <laughs> you know? Um, if you don't, then I want to worship you. There's no such thing as a person on this planet that doesn't have something fucked up in their head. Sorry about the language, but it also says I'm very explicit. Okay? <laughs> so... I guess what I'm saying is that these are the first words in and order of the completion process of human beings starting to grow and know and um, connect and absorb, unwind, you know? I mean, define. I. There's just so many things that, you know, starts on one little tiny level that we have no idea, you know, the magnitude and power and energy that it holds. I'm here to say that just one little tiny change in your life, even a thought, even if you think about porn, which is not bad, you know, if you don't, if, if you got a handle on your life and you're not abusing children and, and raping you know, anything or, you know, but you're hardcore into pornography, then you can handle it, you know. But if you've got a problem with pornography and you just can't help yourself on other things, it's because you got to, you got to do it, you got to do it, you got to do it. That's, that's a fucking problem. And I'm going to speak directly to it. Yeah, I'll say the F word again. That's a fucking problem. You know, I know it. You know, my heart knows it. And society damn well knows it. And I know every single chick on this planet knows it. And did you know that the statistics show that there's more chicks on the planet than there are dudes? And the guys are running it? Ah. I don't think so. Right? No, I'm kidding. There's some really super cool men out there. Because if it weren't for men, uh, women probably, we wouldn't exist. If there weren't for, if there weren't cool men, I'm saying, like, you know, do you know what makes an excellent uh, wizard in witchcraft and the dark arts is a man that is in tune with both sides of himself. Every single person on this planet is born with a female side and a male side. That doesn't mean that when that dude gets off work, he's going to go home and paint his fingernails because, you know, that that's the female. No. Um, and so what if he did? It's none of your business. But that just means that he's going to go home and he maybe wants to soak his feet in a hot bath. That's kind of like a chickish, chickish thing for, for men, right? That's a, that's a form of femininity. And just because a chick will talk low in her voice or act strong or that's a form. These two forms have to be able to naturally stand side by side because you want these two forms to interconnect with one another that they may be lateral vertical and all-knowing together in that process I know you're thinking well that's what marriage is well sure you can look at it from that point of view too you could um, say that both parts of oneself needs to be married in order to have a, a healthy outlook on who you are. You know, just because a little kid likes to color with the color pink, 
Um, that doesn't mean he's, you know, wrong. I mean, people have to start looking at this a whole lot differently than we already fear. And obviously it hasn't been fair on some in civilization. So, I was, I, you know, I, I was just uh, brushing up on some of my Wicca earlier this evening, and, oh gosh, I love a good read. I love a good read. Honestly, I do. I love good research, and I love a good read that is, you know, jam-packed with, you know, funny thoughts and... <clears throat> maddening thoughts and you know uh, interesting facts and just things like that so I thought I would brush up on my Wicca and uh, I thought I would share it with the world um, and let you know <clears throat> that the beginning of all mankind i.e. civilization began with what? A single smidgen, if that, of a nuclei cell of what? Energy. Energy, energy, energy. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, if you want to treat somebody like they're, you know, a king or queen or somebody with, like, total respect, then go stand in front of the mirror, or go stand in front of the, go close the door in your house and stand behind that door and look at the back of that door and act like you just came across a really uncomfortable, uncouth, uh, very uncozy situation about something, right? So say you're walking up on this situation, how are you going to act towards that situation and human? How do you want to be remembered in that situation in front of, could be gazillions. I mean, yeah, sure. A lot of us would say, well, I just, I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't give a fuck. But when you get a little bit older and you start to realize that um, <laughs> reputation's really got nothing to do with it, it all singly has to delve down and deal with solely your heart. Your heart is who you are. Your heart is who we are. If you have a bad heart, we have a bad heart. You know? So, pack it up, pack it in, pick it up. Dankeschön, and I'm done with this podcast for now. Maybe I'll pick up on uh, witchcraft uh, at a later date. Aga, ciao.